What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Cedar Floor Podcast. You are here with the boys, the brothers, man, K Malone, Ryan Wilson. Man, getting to wrap up this NBA season, talk about, you know, the end of the finals and going into this offseason. Can't wait to talk to y'all, man. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Top of the morning, everybody. Welcome in. Cedar Floor Podcast. Your boy, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Coming at you live, man. Our first time recording early in the morning. Man, we're getting at it early. Yeah, normally, you know, we got to catch each other, you know, later in the evening as we both finish our activities, but we here, man. Studio's open. Yeah. Man, a wrap-up, you know, the season is concluded. We have a champ. Los Angeles Lakers, 2020 NBA champions of the bubble. I'm still salty. I don't know, man. I think I I need a redo. I need Miami healthy. Still, still don't think that was gonna be it, man. I think so. Jimmy was tapped, and you could tell he was gassed out. Yeah, uh, you know, I think. Um, shout out to Miami. You know, they ran through a very tough East. Um, you know, the East is to me no longer a layup, or you know, obviously just runs through LeBron. This uh, is true. You know, they they took down a very good Boston team, took care of, you know, Indiana pretty handily. Uh, so you got to give them a lot of credit. Shout out to the Lakers. I think they faced a little bit of adversity. Obviously, Portland, Portland ended up being a tougher matchup than they thought. Nah, I think they had the easiest route they that could have gotten. That's, and that's what I was getting to. Obviously, Denver uh, ended up being formidable. Uh, Houston, you know, I think everybody kind of knew that series. You know, Houston was going to be able to get one or two games just because they were going to shoot the Lakers out. Yeah. But the size discrepancy, you know, the Lakers were going to win that matchup all the way. And then, you know, I think it would have been much tougher for the Lakers, them having to face um, the Clippers. But I think the way the Clippers were playing anyway, it wouldn't have been the matchup I think we're all anticipating. I don't think uh, that team, I, I think they were past – you know, their cap, you know, obviously they got, they moved on from Doc. I think those guys need another year to jail. I think they need to all, you know, get back to where they were at. And, you know, that's not where they were at. So I think, you know, the Lakers are still going to get through them. Tougher matchup necessarily. Obviously Denver proved to be tough once again, but, you know, another 3-1 comeback in the Lakers, that wasn't going to happen. I'd have to hope that the Clippers would rise to the occasion. You know, it being a hometown battle. Battling for the city, honestly. Yeah, but it's a, you know, it's a different feel to me when you're doing that, and it's you know all the games are all in the Staples Center. That feels gonna be amazing. You know, we talked about it in our yeah. finals preview about how you know different the atmosphere is gonna be, and I just think, um, you know, for for that Lakers team, I think this is you know was the perfect storm for them. You, know, you get, you know, AD playing well. You get Braun doing what he does. Rondo absolutely, you know, showed not that he's just playoff Rondo, but now, you know, he's a solidified Hall of Fame, you know, point guard in terms of going to get a championship with each of the two most storied franchises in Boston and L.A. And obviously just what, you know, he can really do when you allow him to be him. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, if if the uh, if the tables turn for L.A. So say Dame doesn't get hurt. Say 
Oklahoma City instead of Houston. What you think? If Dame doesn't get hurt, it's a six, maybe seven game series. I think the biggest thing is for the Lakers that they might do as well as the Clippers and is their perimeter defense is pretty good. You know, so um, I, I think the biggest thing is they had a lot of bodies to throw at Dame just to try to slow him down. And I think it was going to be a, another thing of getting through that series. I think he was going to be tapped. You know what I mean? He, he did such a good job putting on, you know, for them just to get in for those eight games. You know, I don't know. I feel like he got hurt because, like I said, he, he had to put all on the line, which you, you have to. And that's what Dane's willing to do. But, you know, um, CJ, as great as CJ McCollum is, CJ just is not – you know, he's not a 40, 50 point guy. You know, if Dame's not having a good, like, there's going to be those times where he has 30, maybe 40, but like, they were both going to have to have 25 plus. So you, you think he's the wingman? Oh, he's a definite wingman, he's but not I mean, a number one. No, not at all. I mean, it's just like, and, and granted, like, he, great player. I just, like, he would really have to, like, step into the spotlight and really, you know, tap into another level for them to be able to beat the Lakers with Dame and him. Along with Whiteside and Yurkage and you know Melo doing what he does, um, Oklahoma City. I don't know, man. I, I the, it would I would have been loved to see a seven game series matchup of Rondo and Chris Paul having that chess match. That's what I would look forward to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then I, I think about Adams. Like I feel like AD McGee, mm-hmm. LeBron, who oh Dwight. I feel like they've had they've had the upper hand on every big they've come across. Yeah, but Adams ain't no punk. No, not at all. Now the problem I think would be with Oklahoma City was going to be if Lou Dort is guarding LeBron for a seven game series. I don't think that's going to work out well. You know, obviously he did a good job uh, trying to slow James Harden down in terms of yeah, James Harden got his numbers, but his efficiency was down. I just think the way James plays because he's willing to settle for those long threes and step backs that, I mean, I think LeBron's going to say, okay, you got some size, you're strong, but I'm just going to bully you to the rim. And, like, I think it's a different level of having a guard when you have to bang with somebody that's stronger than you and three inches taller than you, Lou Dort's 6'4", probably 220 as a rookie, and LeBron's 6'8", 255. Yeah. So that was going to be – because I absolutely – Danilo Gallinari guarding LeBron would be barbecue chicken. Like it, I think it's time to part ways with Gallinari. Okay, so when we were talking about the previous episode, who Grant Gallinari is who Oklahoma City got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and granted, during the season, Oklahoma City of the lineup of Schroeder, Chris Paul, Gallinari, Adams, and who was the fifth person? And, oh, Shea Gillis. That was the best lineup in the league in terms of uh, points per game with that lineup in defensive points and, like, efficiency, field goal percentage. Like, I mean, like, they were as good as that lineup is. You're right, Gallinari. Like, just in the West, like, a a finesse three-man like that, it's going to be tough. Like, if if he's your three matching up with Braun, Kawhi, PG, um, you know, obviously him not having to guard Harden, uh, him not – Matching up with uh, Denver, I mean, it's Jokic and, you know, Murray. But uh, I, if Chris Paul's going to stay, I think they would be better suited having somebody else. But here's the thing. what I, are the, I think he's a weak link on defense. That's what I was going to say. Okay. 
I mean, he just – it takes a lot for him on offense. Like, he just doesn't have the the stamina for a full game. Yeah, but, you know, they, they think he's a valuable piece in terms of his shooting and how he stretches the floor and the fact that, you know, he, he moves the ball. He's not necessarily, you know, a volume scorer. Yeah, he does take some bad shots, though. I yeah, I mean, he t- he takes those international shots that you know the the international guys think they can get off. It's kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, the same this that, stuff. That one leg Dirk. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing: what what does you know? Because part of this episode is definitely talking about going into the off season. What does a team like Oklahoma City do when you move on from Billy Donovan? I don't want to say they're rebuilding because they just finished. Fourth in the West. That's not rebuilding. You got yeah. you got pieces. Yeah, they got a good foundation. They just need, you know, just a something extra to take them over the top. Is it just a coach or is it a player too? Mm, Coach and a player? I think it's a player. I think it's a player, definitely. They don't have a consistent three-point shooter. They, I would say they, they definitely need that. Because if and, Gallinari uh, and Schroeder are your best three-point shooters and Chris Paul, you need more shooting. Yeah. You definitely do. Because Terrence Ferguson was supposed to be that, but... He's not that. You're right. He was supposed to be that, but he is not that. No, not at all. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I don't really know where you, you know, uh, I don't don't know if a guy like a J.J. Redick or Carl Corver would make a move to Oklahoma City. I just don't think that's enticing enough for them. Appreciate you taking a shot in my city, man. I I don't... (laughs) Look, man, hey, there there are some other guys. Is it about winning? Or is it about party life? Which one is it? Now, I, I will say this. You know, J.J. Reddick made his comment, you know, jokingly to Zion about I've made the playoffs every year I've been in the league, so don't, you know, don't F it up. But, yeah. uh, you know, say as he goes to Oklahoma City, you know, that he could have kept his streak alive. But, you know, it's all good. They they, they got to get a coach first and kind of see what direction he's going to head in and what they're going to allow him to do. And the biggest question is Chris Paul. Like, you know, uh Obviously, he's got a big contract that he's still under. I believe he still has two years left. And I think he wants to stay. I think he, you know, is is comfortable just saying, I might have to ride out this contract before I can maybe. And one, like I said, while he's still playing well, maximize your dollars. Don't just, you know, go somewhere just for the ring. Like, you know, you, you still got great legs. You showed this year that, you know, you were healthy and that you're still an elite point guard. Glad you bring that up. Are are you? Do you think the rumors are true about Brian reaching out to CP? Possibly, but I mean, my thing does that is, make sense? My thing is, I, I I think I don't think you you gain. Okay, so if you gain Chris Paul, I think you do gain his elite elite playmaking. The fact that he can playmake and score, but I don't necessarily know if you know. If you give up him for Rondo, Mm-mm. oh, you're saying you you you're taking Chris Paul all day every day? No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Not I just with, not with their team. Yes, I think Rondo literally is perfection. Yeah, because I think Chris Paul he's not a bench he's not a come off the bench guy. He's right. a starter guy, and you know you can you can work the lineup. But like I said, um, Rondo's really really good when he's on the floor with AD and Bron. He's really good when they're not on the floor and. You know, I I just think it would take an adjustment period. And again, I think the Lakers are are banking on can we win two or three in a row? Yeah. Versus Chris Paul comes in, I think maybe that second year they figure out a way to win because his scoring is going to be valuable for sure. The fact that he can really make shots at the point guard position for his age, 
you know, and the fact that his mid-range game is steady and he shoots the three ball and he gets, you know, but do those personalities really work? I think it works with Braun Team USA setting because it's a short setting. It's not the whole season. Yeah. I, like I was going to say, Rondo is good on the ball, but he's just as good off the ball. Yes, because he's a ball he, mover. Right, right. Exactly. And he sets screens. Whereas and, CP, he going to stand in that corner and be mad. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. That the the NBA, there there's a certain reason why certain guys try to pair together because as much as we're cool on the court and we can go play pickup together and we've maybe played together for a short period extended of time, it doesn't always work for 82 games and then playoffs and strategy and, you know, just true trying to mesh. Yeah. So, that's I mean, and that's going to be a big thing. Um you know, this offseason, I think, you know, like I said, we talked about Blake Griffin going to Oklahoma City. I think uh, I think Buddy Hill going to Oklahoma City would be a good move. I think that gives them the shooter they're that, looking for. That would be a great move. What's so, his contract looking like? I believe. He free agent? I, I don't think he signed an extension with the Kings off his rookie deal because he got drafted in 2017. So this would be three years. Mm, so he's up look. for his extension. You know, pressing. Yeah, that would be, you know, that that's just my GM brain right there. You know what I mean? Like I, I he gonna pat himself on the back. <laughs> no, I, you know, just you know, anything else. You know, we talk about sports here. You know, as we sit down and we, you know, curate these ideas. You know, just kind of thinking about what teams need who and kind of keeping up with who's on the market and who's available. Um, you know, we talked about Oladipo, I believe, in maybe our last episode episode before. You know, he's looking to either get traded or get a max. Yeah. Obviously, don't see him running it back in Oklahoma City. I don't see him getting a max unless he absolutely, you know, balls out this year. I don't see Oklahoma City being interested in getting him back. No, not at all. Um, and like we talked about, you know, guys like Tatum and Brown, you know, there's no chance of getting them. Tatum's mm-hmm. going to get his extension. Um, not really sure what other guys. I, I don't. I don't. I believe Brad Beal is, you know, slated to stay in Washington. That'd be a guy that, you know, he might want to start looking at greener pastures possibly, you know, a Devin Booker. I know I'd be trying to get up out of there if I was him. I would, knowing John Wall's going to come back and knowing that's not going to be a great pairing because Bradley Beal is clearly trying to send to superstar status and mm-hmm. he's definitely working his way up there. Had a great season. Yeah. But um, talk about, um, you know, watching the finals. Did it, even though – it didn't end up the way we would have liked in terms of maybe seven games, but surely entertaining for sure. Um, surely got to give credit to the Heat. Yeah, you have to appreciate the fight they put up, you know, to stretch it out because, you know, the odds were against them. For sure. They, it was definitely unfortunate what happened to them. Yeah. Uh, what was that, game one? But, yeah, I got to respect it. I gotta respect Jimmy's effort. I gotta respect the whole team's effort. The you know what they put out, the performances, the performance they made that without their key players was crucial. Yeah, did did the finals still have that that kind of hype to you that we were talking about? Did it still have kind of the allure? The did it, did it you know the same broadcast people everything even without as many fans? Did it did it still have a finals feel to you? Yeah, it definitely did um, because I mean regardless of the fans being there not being there for for us as spectators or viewers it's the same because we watch it on tv Mm. regardless of who's there who's not there um so yeah the game was just as intense just as good 
Uh, well, the games that were good. Now the blowouts. Yeah, that was tough to watch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was tough to watch game six and watch them kind of go down like that, and obviously fight and claw back, but just really not have enough, you know, bullets left to yeah, they didn't have really make anything it a, in the tank. Yeah, but part of that I blame coach because he was you only blame play, Spo? He was only going seven deep, so yeah, they're gonna be gassed. You playing every other day. I agree with that a little bit. Um, I, I I think Miami's team is deep enough where you you play Leonard Myers, Leonard some more minutes. You get Olenek some more minutes, and you know maybe the person I would have maybe left out of lineup some would have been Iguodala. Yeah, definitely. Don't and but like I'm saying, don't like, get me. I get what he's doing, but if Brian go out, if AD go out, I'm subbing. Mm-hmm. I'm using they breaks to my advantage. Yeah. So have the have the you know have the full force in when they're out. I get it. Um, now don't get me wrong. I, I'm what I'm not gonna do though is not you know give Eric Spolster his credit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean he's a great coach, awesome coach. But I think that's one thing I would have done different if I was him. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you're you're in the middle of the most intense you know series that you know you play all year and yeah. Every, every coach makes mistakes. You go back in the film. I'm sure he's gonna watch and be like, you know, I could have did this, this, and this. You know, I felt like them going to the zone wasn't the greatest move because it didn't necessarily slow them down. Obviously, um, LA had to make adjustments, but I don't think it gained them an advantage, and I think it um, kind of handicapped handicapped them a little bit. So, but all in all, like you said, I still think great series from a spectator standpoint. I don't think it changed the um, allure. You know, if if the fan numbers are down, viewer wise. I mean, if I'm the NBA, do I really care that much about it? No. Do I still think the viewer numbers were a good number? Yeah. You know, obviously you're going to have higher numbers when it's on in games or, you know, in other people's arenas and, you know, that local market, you know, the the numbers are spiked. But all in all, production obviously didn't change. You know, storylines, all those things, you know, all came into play. And, you know, the Lakers took care of business. Part of, part of the reason the you know viewers being down is because a lot of people discredit this season. So yeah, they're not even interested in watching. Okay, I asked the question again. Now that it's all over, like there's no asterisk, asterisk. You know, I think it's a very tough road. I think it's now that we've. But I'm. I mean, I feel like it's there's no asterisk because I mean you can make an argument for both sides. Mm-hmm. So you can find you know positives, you can find negatives, but. That's the case with any situation. So yeah. I guess I guess I count it. No, I, I I'm saying I'm counting it because the like I said, the, the playoff format, it was still the playoffs. You yeah. know, you still had your eight teams on both sides and you still had to find a way through. And no matter bubble or not, you you gotta you gotta strap it up and go play. Like that that didn't change. The 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 drive to the arena is different. The you know, the tunnel, the all that is different. But once you step on the floor, it's you and your team against another team and three refs. And y'all gotta figure it out. And you gotta game plan and you gotta strategize and you gotta find a way to win. And you guys that need to be great gotta be great. So watching the did you get a chance to watch JaVel McGee's uh vlog after they won? Uh-uh, I didn't watch it. It was pretty. It was good. It was good. What was he talking about? Uh, I mean, he just had the camera through. Um, once and them in the locker room, uh, got a chance to. Him and Danny Green both have three rings. Mm-hmm. Danny's back to back. So that was. 
JaVale McGee, three rings. Jay Green is today's Robert Ory. <laughs> I, no, for real. It really is. You you mentioned that we talked about that off air that, you know, he's – and there's a chance, like I said, that possibly because of him shooting the ball and people wanting him having championship experience, whether it's not with the Lakers and if it's with somebody else. I mean, I've seen him get, you know, possibly one to two more rings because he's, you know, what, maybe 11 years in the league at this point? I wouldn't say that much. I think this is probably his last. I mean, if he comes back in, to L.A. and they win again, there's four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm saying him getting another contract with, you know, a contender, I don't see that happening. You don't think a contender is going to sign because of the, the timely missed shots? <laughs> Just saying. I mean, Danny, we're putting that You missed, you missed a bunny. Now, Bron didn't throw you a great pass, but you missed a layup. Yeah, it was a layup. Take your time. But I just don't – his game, you can tell it's not the same. But I think people just need him to stand in the corner and shoot He's him. not a great finisher. He's not the best shooter. No. I think KCP maybe shoots the ball a little better. I was going to say that uh, when you was talking about, you know, perimeter, defending the perimeter, KCP, uh, Caruso. Yeah, they get to it. Rondo. They got it in. Yeah. That that games game six, I was impressed. Yeah. You could tell they really wanted it. Oh, they definitely did. And then watching JaVel's uh vlog, you know, him showing J.R. Smith and uh Dion, like they, it was like he said, you know, y'all can't call me Philly Cheese, you can't call me whatever, call me CC, call me champ cheese. I'm like, <laughs> bruh. Now Mind you, Deion Waiters was going to get a ring this year regardless of who won since Miami and L.A. was in the finals because of the fact that he was on that team and, like, yeah. you know, start the year. Yeah. But um, J.R., you know, late signing. Surprised he didn't get the play. Is I just – maybe that blunder from the last finals, it was just like, you. we just need you to just sit here and chill. No. They gave him – he got chance after chance. He got, he got, some, he got some time. He got some clock. On the floor, and he did absolutely in the playoffs or the nothing. regular season, both. Okay, because I feel like after Western Conference Final, we didn't see him at all. <laughs> it was just like you just stand but, on the shirt, you just stand in the back and wait for you could take your shirt off. But he didn't do anything. Yeah. So prior to the Western Conference Finals, he didn't do anything. So gotcha. I'm not gonna put him in on the big stage. Yeah. Well, now he has two rings. Exactly. You know, follow tell him nothing. Oh, you know, no, you can't. Oh, he said. He said they really. He said they really counted me out. I, he said I quadrupled down. I didn't double down. I quadrupled down. It was down and out. Yeah, that's that's the craziest thing for you to be sitting at home on the couch, get picked up. He wasn't on the couch. Though. He was working out. All the videos of him working out. Crazy. He was working out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Though you at the crib. Yeah, for sure. And but just to get picked up on the humbug. Champion, yeah, and it's like that. But you know, shout out to the guys on the Lakers team that you know really put in the work. You know, guys like Caruso. You know, he. Let's let's be honest. Like when you look at him, you would have been like, "Who the hell is this dude?" But as you can tell, he's a baller, man. He 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 plays defense. He got heart, man. Yeah, he gonna attack the rim. He gonna put it on your head if you jump late. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just really bought into his role, but also. I think that he understood that, you know what, I can just buy into the role, be a role player, or I can understand, like, I have real talent, and I got to go out here and, like, if it's one game I got to go get 18 or 20, I got to. But if the next day I got to go get six and lock somebody up, that's what I'm going to do. 
And that's what really good players do. What is, what is it about Caldwell Pope that people just don't get with? Like, why do they doubt him so much? Uh, I think I think one his his situation uh, when he first got to L.A. two years ago with a blunder. You know, he was a meme. You know, he was playing on house arrest. Essentially, he only he played in forty one games. He played in all forty one home games. He played with ankle monitor on. I think you know that stigma, but he's one of those guys. I you know maybe just kind of got lost in the. The big NBA shuffle. I mean, what this would be year eight for him. He was the number eight pick to Detroit out of the University of Georgia. McDonald's All American, probably one of the better players to come out of South Carolina. He's a good player. He's a very good player. Like, it's just, you know, you, you got to get in a position where, you know, you're in Detroit where it's low light. You get in LA, you're in the spotlight, and, you know, you have performances like that. It's going to equal, you know, it's going to equal dollar signs for him. So uh, I was saying people don't rock with him. You got to understand, I think everybody's so associated. If you're a shooter, you got to hit every shot. You don't hit every shot. Yeah. Y'all better ask Reggie Miller and and Ray Allen, like, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm not. No, he's not on that (laughs) level. He's not on that level. I wasn't even putting him anywhere near that category. But at the same time, I'm saying ask those guys. You got to take shots in those big moments to even, you know, come close to being able to really make them in those kind of moments. Did he get his respect? Almost oh, definitely. If he didn't, that's that's very disrespectful. Like because that game six was loud, and he proved, <laughs> and not just defensively shooting the ball from three and then attacking the rim. Yeah, I mean he he can go, but and on the other side, there's guys from Miami that definitely earned my respect too. Duncan yeah. Robinson earned my respect for real. Yeah, for sure. Cause he is he's very crafty in terms of he works hard coming off screens. Like I think people underestimate what it just means to be a shooter or white guy shooter. You you gotta have a you you gotta have some ability to be able to do what he does. Now you talk about Reggie Miller. I will say Duncan Robinson's release. Oh yeah, is Reggie Miller esque. Yeah, it's it's a green bean, two K green bean. <laughs> Arc on it, can shoot it off balance, can shoot it. You know, every variation of catch coming off screens. It is very, you know, Reggie Miller, JJ Redick ish. Man, you no, know, you know, Rip Hamilton being able to really, you know, take guys off angles and screens, and then Tyler Hero. Um, I think you know that young man. I think he just has to understand that. You have to just keep working and keep getting better and understand that the league is physical. But I think as he continues to mature and grow, um, I think he's going to be a valuable player in the league for yeah. a long time. I was going to say, if he gets stronger, because he's already crafty, mm-hmm. he's quick, fast. If he gets stronger, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, and his confidence is 100, and that's that's really a lot of it. Yeah. So, And then, you know, we, bam, impressive. Very impressive, you know. Easily going to be a top five center in the league at yeah. just six nine, six ten. Very I hope soon. That, what was it? His shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that gets uh, worked out for sure. Because you could tell it was bothering him. Bothering him for sure. Um, go on, go on. Impressive as always. Really, the dragon. He's uh, you know one of the, probably the better international players you see ever seen play international ball. Slovenia. He's killing mm-hmm. him and Luca together is going to be scary in the Olympics if he's healthy. Yeah. So I I hope that, you know, that he can He's kinda of like a I wanna say Rubio type. But even he's even even he's as crafty, but he's obviously a much better scorer. He can go get yeah. you twenty to twenty five on any night. Yeah. Um and he's a lefty. You know, I love that. I love watching, you know, him sometimes in terms of how he finds angles to finish being a lefty. Um and then what what can you really say about Jimmy, man? 
we, we've talked about it, what, the last two episodes that we've mentioned Jimmy, but I, I think he deserves that much credit on this airway. He's going to get that much love from us. For sure. For sure. I don't think there's a bigger dog in the league than Jimmy Buckets. And a true dog, not, you know, talk it, walk it, talk it, back it up, you know, whatever. And like you said, even the deficiency he has, he still has room to get better, man. This yeah. is, this is like I said, year year eight or whatever it is for him, man. Like, you know, he still has room to grow, and that's what's so impressive. You know, for a lot of these, you know, guys that are in the middle part of their careers, I think he's only going to get better. I'd love to see him continue to, you know, work on his jump shot and have confidence stroking that three ball. And to me, honestly, I think this Jimmy Butler we just saw and the confidence that he had in Philly knowing he had to take the last shots and make those tough shots – I think if we get that all together, I think we'll see something really, really special from Jimmy here. Talking about it, you know, maybe a top, you know, two or three, you know, MVP finish in the next couple of years if he puts it all together. Yeah. I don't think there's another player in the league who you can visually see that they just purely love the game of basketball. He leaves everything on the floor. I think Giannis would maybe be the next close in terms of how hard he plays. You know, in terms of his intensity, you know, throughout a whole that a whole game and whole season that he, you know, he tries to bring it and strap it up every night. In terms of even if the game's not going well, I'm at least play hard. Yeah, you know, now obviously that's what makes Giannis. That's his. That's really his best attribute because his ability to play that hard is better than his skill level. Yeah, yeah. I still don't think it compares to Jimmy though. Okay. I think Jimmy just. I think Jimmy's I confidence think he is enjoys air is different. The, he enjoys the challenge. He feeds off being challenged, and he's just he's just a dog. Yeah, but his confidence is different, right? His confidence yeah. is oh yeah, for sure. Like he's he's the new leader of the Miami Vice. Like that's they this uh, the Miami as he got a good group down there. How do you feel about you know this is kind of taking a turn, but how do you feel about McGee, Javale McGee? You know he got all the play all the TikTok starting out and then he switched to Dwight Howard. How do you feel about that? I think I think he's fine with it. I think you do whatever you can to win a championship. I think they I think you gotta already know when you have, you know, eighties of four or five, but when you have three bigs like that, that it's gonna be whoever, you know, who's ever hotter, whoever's just a better matchup. I think JaVel's length and just his ability to protect the rim and just be a lob catcher. But don't is, they provide the same thing? I think Dwight is just a little bit more mobile. I think Dwight, in terms of the physicality aspect, I think Anthony Davis is so – I mean, uh, JaVale McGee is so much of just a pure rim protector. I think Dwight's ability – obviously Dwight's always had the ability to protect the rim, but his ability now to be able to wall up bigs, um, I think that gives – him not an edge but I just think a certain matchups and I think Dwight having the ability now to play make and I think him just maybe having a little bit better touch just being a little bit more offensively skilled than JaVale McGee Uh, but like I said when you have three guys like that I think you got to understand that I'm on a team that is built to win a championship so if it's my turn I got to go roll with it while I'm hot and then if it's somebody else's turn like you know if they get a foul trouble I just got to be ready and I think Dwight was the same way I don't I don't. I think you saw the best version of Dwight from a personality standpoint. You know, since he's been in Orlando, he just bought in and was like, "Look, I, I get a chance to run it back here in L.A. It didn't work out with Kobe, but how can I, 
how can I capitalize on winning a championship? Because he had a chance to beat Kobe and, you know, couldn't do that. And Orlando had a chance to join Kobe with him and Steve Nash and Pau Gasol and possibly have a really good team. And his ego of still being the guy, you know, got in the way. And, you know, you get a chance to a redemption because think about it, he was hurt. He's been memed. He's, you know, a lot of things have happened. You know, he's put himself in that position. Yeah. But you got you to roll with it because it's, it's very it's very tough to chase that all elusive ring. Yeah. I don't by any means think either one of them have an issue with, you know, their playing time. I just I just didn't know how I felt about the the switch cuz I feel like I said I feel like they both bring the same thing to the table, but you know, if Dwight has a slight edge over JaVale McGee on offense, it's not by much. Yeah, no. I mean, the the older Dwight was Younger Dwight, I'm sorry, was better Definitely. offense just because he had, he he did it more, mm-hmm. you know, and it was more he was required to do that, you know, on this team. That's clearly not what they need him to do. But obviously, skill levels picked up because he can he can hit an outside jumper. Obviously, not shooting a terrible percentage from the free throw line anymore. So credit him for a lot of, you know, the work that he's put into, you know, what like shoot the free throw line like maybe in the seventy percent like it, from where he was been at in the in the. 50, 60 range, that's Shaquille O'Neal yes. shooting percentage-wise. Like, it's a big step. Yeah, because he was hack-a-shack at one point. Man, you know a guy that's fallen off in the in the realm of talking about the guys that were, you know, in that shot blockers and lob catchers? DeAndre Jordan, man. Where is he? Brooklyn? With Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, so I – and it's like I feel like he succumbed a lot of his minutes to – like I'm just like I, I wouldn't have thought that he would have fallen off where he's not – you know, that the ability to, you know, protect the rim and catch lobs. He lost his Batman. I mean, and he's got a great opportunity with, you know, Brooklyn as they come into the season and, you know, both KD and Kyrie are healthy. Yeah, but it just ain't that Blake Griffin tag team. Yeah. Oh, newsflash, Kyrie Irving, for whatever reason, was, was in Dallas this past week. I I have no idea. He was working out. I there is a, a millionaire here that has a gym, and he just happened to be there training him and Trey Young. So I don't know what brought him to Dallas, but you know, for all the people that tune in and listen, like Kyrie, get at get at us. You know, we can get in the gym. <laughs> you know, love to pick your brain a little bit, and uh, you know, you get that uh that pit pat he got, you good to go. Oh yeah, it's a wrap. He got that ball on a string. Yeah. All right, man, we're wrapping up our, you know, NBA season. Um, early prediction for a champion next year. Give it to me. Nah, I can't do that. Oh, come nah. on. For the sake of you know, on, ad- devil's advocate, I, this this is gonna... a sports podcast, talk show, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, you're the analyst. I'm the color. Com- you know, whatever, whatever it is. If I'm Stephen you A and you're Max. That? You don't even know what's going to happen next year. I, I mean, just based on you got to give – Look, man, it's it's entertainment. We're we're are you not entertained? We're here to entertain our guests and give them. I mean, I'm gonna just rock with who I rock with. You know, you gonna pick the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's who, that's who I'm gonna rock with. Okay. Now, if Houston get a big, I'm going Houston. Okay. Because you know that's they're my guys. Now I have a question. There are rumors going around. If the Golden State Warriors get Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
The problem is, though. Who? Yeah, somebody's got to go, right? The problem is the Warriors are not willing to give up Clay, and Clay Clay is what if if they give up Clay, the deal's done. So I believe that lineup would now be, which with this lineup, I I think they can win. If the lineup is Steph, Middleton, Giannis, Draymond, and James, and they draft James Wiseman. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> they get Middleton too. Okay, but here's the thing: you got if the Warriors, if you're the Warriors, you're you're not gonna give up Clay and not at least get Middleton. Who else are they getting? They gotta send somebody else. I think they send Clay. I think okay. I'm sorry. I think they send Clay. I think they send Draymond. I think they send. Nope. 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 Not gonna do it. Not. But never. you gotta. You just gotta remember. This is gonna be a situation, possibly like Anthony Davis, where New Orleans had to just give up one piece, one or two pieces, to get back a lot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Milwaukee. Look, if if, if 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 Giannis is not gonna sign a long term deal with them, or sign an extension based on the contract he's on. Like they're gonna and and they're just gonna lose him. Like the same thing with Andy Davis. You have to weigh the options. You let one guy walk in free agency and change the whole trajectory of your franchise, or get back something close in return to him. I don't. I don't see that happening. Okay. Now, I did hear Pat Riley threw his hat into the ring. So I oh, do yeah. see that. Now, but there's a dark horse team. Because of the international flavor, they're saying the Dallas Mavericks have a chance to land Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. Antetokounmpo. And who do they give up? Not Luca. Exactly. Not KP. I mean, they'll send the whole lot. They'll they'll send everybody but them too. <laughs> everybody but them too. Hardaway gone. Yeah. Dwight know. Powell gone. I for. I see Miami to be the best look for him. But okay, if you're Miami, what do you what do you you gonna you gonna give up? Who? You're not giving up Jimmy. You're not giving up Bam. No. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. That means they're going to give up either Robinson or Hero. They're gonna definitely take one of them. Milwaukee, they would definitely want Crowder. And then they probably gonna want they probably say, gonna want I said here on Crowder. And Drogadish. Drogadish. Because mm-hmm. guess what? The Milwaukee be like, they gotta move on from either Bledsoe or George Hills. They gotta get a second look to p- prepare one of them. They're gonna want Drogic. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want him. Because yeah. I think him and George Hill together would be nice. No deal then. That's what I'm saying. How how bad do you want it? <laughs> yeah, Giannis, what you gonna do? You got a chance to you gonna pull the Anthony Davis card, or you gonna stay there last year and you know test the? But uh, another team that everybody's talking about to watch out for for next year, and it's gonna be hard to bet against the Lakers because I think they're gonna run it back with the same team. I'm picking the Lakers to win it again, but watch out for Golden State again. Everybody being healthy, Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, oh, yeah. Draymond, and if they keep that second pick and they take James Wiseman, and and Golden State. I forgot that guy Wiggins. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's great because I think now he's he's a legit he's not an option number one or two he's option three and it's gonna be perfect. Golden State gonna be tough, yeah. And like I said, if I'm Golden State, don't 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 trade at that spot. Take James Wiseman at two if he's there. You're talking about a legit seven foot Kevin Garnett, but yeah. with more size yeah. can face up, can shoot the ball left handed, 
going to absolutely punish the rim and is going to be able to come weak side and clean up a lot of, you know, stuff getting beat off the bounce. Yeah. But if I'm going with. But they should be very good defensively. If I'm going with the rosters, how they are now, I'm going Golden State. Mm. Everybody back healthy, I'm going Golden State. Yeah. I think Steph and Clay are going to be hungry. I can't wait to see Clay. Mm. Such silent killer. Can't wait to see it. So excited for another season. But, you know, to wrap it up, everybody, man, it's been great covering the NBA since been back from the bubble. Um, obviously, this whole thing started just from COVID and kind of the shutdown. So to come, you know, from March to now, full circle, it's been a good journey. Been a great journey. Yeah. Glad we were able to do this. Yeah. Guess maybe, you know, the next episode, you know, before we, you know, take a brief hiatus, let the NBA come back, you know, kind of pre-even college basketball before it comes back. Yep. Take a look at the guys in the draft, look at what teams possibly do what. So whenever basketball gets in full swing, we'll be here. We'll be here. Yes, sir, you already know what it is. Follow your boy on Instagram, great underscore K-A-E. Follow your boy, witness your moment. Your, you are. You already know. Get at that Twitter. See the floor underscore. Yes, sir. Till next time, y'all. We out. See life like you see the floor.